Shop Amazon for last minute gifts. Great deals for everyone on your list. Gifts for mom and gifts for dad. Even for your sister and your brother Chad. Ah shoot, we didn't realize we were supposed to get a gift for our dog walker guy. We almost forgot about our dentist, Dr. Kerr. We didn't expect to get a gift from her. Or our cousin, I forget his name. He got us something nice, better reciprocate. For last minute deals on gifts for people you forgot. Get fast and free shipping at Amazon. Carry on. Did you just burp? No, it was like a it was like a throat burp. That oh was weird. Oh my god, I thought you burped. That was so mingang. The gossip gaze. The gossip gaze. The gossip gaze. This week on the Gossip Gaze podcast. Billy's got a letter from a dog walker stalker. Danny's reliving past lies. And Sam is telling us his HIV heroes in this week's Hot Minute. Hello, gorgeous listener. We are back with a brand new week of the Gossip Gaze. It's me here, DJ Billy Andrew. And over there... Is Danny Beard? I thought you were going to say, and over there I can see, and like describe the picture, describe what you can see, Billy, to the to the as you like say, listener. How do you know there's not a plural? How do you know there's not three people listening to this in a room right now together? If you're what? listening to this with someone, turn to the person now and laugh and laugh <laughs> and just look. Turn to the person. If you're listening to this on the bus, just stand up now <laughs> and shout. Everybody, stream the gossip gaze. And then just sit back down. <laughs> anyway, describe what you see. Uh, right. Have you watched The Mass Singer, The Blob, on that? Right. You can fucking <laughs> swivel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Someone's noticed that I've been off the diet. Listen, I've tried to do this fucking low carb keto thing and right. we crashed and burned this week. Right. You know well, tell, tell me. Hard. because it's I, too hard. Bro. I've it's got, too hard. I've got a confession. You don't need to confess to me. I've got eyes and ears and everywhere, and I know you've ordered an Indian takeaway this week. I've had an Indian takeaway, I've had Chinese takeaway, I had pizza for me tea last night. Honestly, the carbs have come back and they just... It's like when you've been off them for so long, it's a drug. Isn't it? Honestly, it's like you have the taste of the bread, you have the taste of the pasta, and it's like your body's like, give me more. Honestly, (laughs) I'm like getting pizza on tick, I'm getting pizza (laughs) dealers round here, left, right and (laughs) centre. But listen, I've fell, I've crashed in bands. I'm, I'm going to have to do something. So I'm in between diets at the moment, as they say. Right, okay, yeah. So you're I'm just... not pigging out, pigging out. But you're searching for the next diet. Yeah, I think <laughs> I might be back going back to Slimming Well, but we won't bore everyone. Because if we're not talking about food, we're talking about diets. If we're not talking about diets, we're talking about dick. Yeah. And I mean, I think the people know what they come for nowadays, don't they? But if this is your first time listening, don't judge us. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not your first time listening you're rolling your eyes shut up because you just stood up on the bus and screamed to everyone but anyway welcome to the show what have you been doing this week well i've been now i'm, I'm jumping the gun last week saying oh i've gotten a job i've gotten a job right i'm still waiting on the start date You've now not... the, the person i've been talking to has gone cold she's ghosted you <laughs> she's ghosted me oh <laughs> Can can someone offer you a job and then ghost you? Well, I was speaking to Morden about this and he was offered a job at quite a a well-known company. I don't want to say the name. Yeah, I don't. But he said he got the job and he was chasing the woman for weeks for his start date and his starter pack. Six weeks later, she had to turn around and apologise and say, sorry, you've actually not got it. 
and he was chasing them for six weeks. See, I, I, I'm not in a position to do that. Yeah. Because I'll be out on the street in six weeks. Yeah. So I think get on her back. No, I see. I don't want to piss her off either. So I've texted her. <laughs> right. No response. She right. te- texted her once. She just said no start date yet. So everything all right with the forms? No response. Tried to call us yesterday. She buttoned me. So I didn't call her. I thought she was a busy girl. Right. Tried to call her again today. She just, it rang out. That's weird. And so I texted her and followed her up. Hi, I just, sorry to me again. I know you're really busy, but I'm just checking that everything's, everything's still smooth. okay for the job and what yeah. the next move is. And can I also just double check that I have actually got the job and we are just waiting on the start date? Because that's what, what I've been led to believe. Yeah. I'll be gutted if not. Honestly, if not, you get ready, get ready, walked him, because I'll be in your local fucking Sainsbury's stacking the shelves. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> Until the gigs come back in, but this this is the world we live in now. You've got you've got you've got to just do what you've got to do now, haven't you? Yeah, don't stress out too much. I think it'll be right. I think you'll hear something next week. Yeah, I think so too. I think I'm jumping the gun. Other than that, I've been cleaning my house, I've been rearranging. I've gone from the cleaning phase to the rearranging phase. It's like that show on Netflix where that where that woman Marie tries Condo. That's a yeah, spark she, joy. Yeah, she does she does the feng shui. How in Irish there? I know. She does I don't the know feng shui. Went, she does the feng shui. <laughs> like feng shui is an Irish thing. <laughs> Everyone in Ireland's big into feng shui. She's on the feng shui. Honestly. <laughs> um But yeah, I've done that. What about you? Well, I seen this thing this week that sparked something in me, right? Was it joy? It was some mad, mad story that Graham Norton came out and said. When he was younger, he lied to his mum and said he had a stomachache because he wanted to skip school. The story was unravelling and unravelling. She took him to the hospital. Lo and behold, he had to have his appendix out because they thought it was that. But really, he was lying. He didn't really have a stomachache. They couldn't work out what it was. So they sent him down to the operation room and got his appendix out. (laughs) What? How mad is that? Graham Norton's told that story this week. And I just wanted to know, what's the biggest lie that you've ever told? (laughs) For years in our house, and if I'm honest with you, it's, it's never been spoken about. I think we've spoken about it on here. Right. It was who at the last Viennese were. And I must have told that on here before. I think so. I think it's sparking something in my membrane. Honestly, I think I've told it here. But for years in my house, it was who at the last Viennese well. Because I at the last Viennese well. Right. Out of a pack. Remember Mr. Kipling Viennese well? Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And when my dad went, there was none left. But the packet was there and it made him more angry that the packet was there. Because he thought that there was one going to be there. Yeah. It was empty. There you fume. go. Fat yeah. family problems. <laughs> if you're not from a fat family, you won't understand. Well, my sister... When she used to stay at my grandma's, yeah. invented an imaginary friend called Uchin so she could get two sandwiches. <laughs> she, she to... <laughs> you having a laugh? So, so like, she used to go, oh, well, what about Uchin? And then my grandma used to be like, who's that? And she's like, my friend upstairs. Can he have a sandwich as well? <laughs> no. And my grandma used to make two sandwiches and my sister used to eat both. Oh, what's she like? Your grandma, the soft cow. I know, yeah. Did your mum not flip? What are you giving her two sandwiches for? Two sandwiches, two biscuits, two picnics, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and where did your grandma think it was going? My grandma obviously knew, but she didn't oh. want to say. She, she didn't want to say to my sister, "I'm not making one for Uchin," because then she'd cry. You were saying what's your biggest lie, and I'm thinking you must have told a bigger lie. Uh, right? Yeah. Okay. So I did once. <laughs> I was a liar as a kid, right? I used to Billy lie. To- liar. 
I used to lie to my friends in primary school and I remember we once went on holiday and they had, do you know the film The Princess Diaries with Anne Hathaway? Yeah. That had just come out, but it weren't in this country yet. So I saw it on the plane. Oh, okay. Came back and I was like, there's this new, <laughs> I was like, there's this new film coming out that my dad's directed. It's called The Princess Diaries. It's going to be out soon. And everyone at school was like, what? And I was like, yeah, my dad's a director. He's directed what? this film. How weird. I think kids, though, they just like to show off. Or... Well, I think it's also not that I'm unpicking, you know, your behavior as a child. But yeah. I sometimes see it in drag queens. It's like a bravado. It's like, a, oh, everyone look at me. I've got this information and because you share the information with people they like you right okay so it's not that you you just lie for no reason like as a kid you know everyone was interested in you your story and right okay you felt like you knew something and every you're telling everyone everyone's like wow that's amazing and his dad did it and it links back to you or, or do you know what i mean of course and you see all the drag queens do it in dressing rooms and you know just chat shit basically and it's not because they want to lie it's because they want to fit in normally maybe maybe, maybe you know i wanted I mean? to show off i don't know i don't know yeah. what it was but yeah my uh my dad directed princess Diaries, <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming out soon so <laughs> the gossip case so we are fresh from watching drag race episode four uk what do you think? Oh my lordy, what a whirlwind of a show. Babe, it was awkward moment after awkward moment this week. I think it opened with an awkward moment with Ginny and Lawrence. Yeah, that was weird. Ellie Diamond asking RuPaul why she why why did you never say my name like that? Mm-hmm. And I really expected RuPaul to it was like that big pearl moment from years ago. I kind of expected RuPaul to be a bit more cunty back. I think... She was really nice. I think because maybe um, Ellie Diamond is young and I think he was a bit caught off guard as well, maybe. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I think he should have come back with something witty and quick. I thought Rue would be like, well, my love, her name is a lot more memorable. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? Bang. Oh, yeah. Whoa, okay, Mama Rue's just spoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of expect that from her. She's the all-being eye of the of the drag world, isn't Absolutely. she? Absolutely. In a way. Um, kiss I'm not kissing ass. I'm just Money saying that's, that's where she's at, honey. Uh, so like we normally do, who are your tops and bottoms? And then we'll dissect this episode up like a little one-day-old mouse in science in year seven. Did you ever cut a mouse up in I science? I never did that, no. We never actually, to be honest. No. But other classes did? Yeah, weirdly, I heard about other classes doing it, but I never Was it did. Was just a rumour? I would have been sick. I uh, would not we've have cut eyeballs. No, I didn't do that either. Okay, we're, we're going on a tangent. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> I um, my tops this week was actually Lawrence Cheney. Yeah, again, she was amazing. Um, I do think a horror pulled it out the bag this week. So I, I've got a big list of notes, but right uh, straight off the runways before the judges, I was like, Lawrence Cheney's so funny. I, I also also writing my notes is Lawrence Lawrence Cheney Lawrence Cheney. I need to get out of Lawrence Cheney's ass because I can taste <laughs> what she was eating for dinner last night. <laughs> but she, I had Lawrence Cheney the best, um, a horror, and I love Tace's look. I know, okay, it wasn't. You know, it was creepy and monster ball-y and mm-hmm. as the others, but I just thought it was executed really well. And it I was agree. A, it was a high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Who were your bottoms of the week? So Veronica Green, straight in the bottom for me. She was the worst in the challenge. I weren't over keen on a look. I loved the top part, the head, the nose, the the Medusa. Yeah, very charity case. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know who that is properly. She's off. She's on Instagram, really big. She 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 got herself known from doing like a hundred days of drag. She posted a new drag picture every day for a hundred days. How could you be asked? But obviously, she loves the craft. Dedication to the art. And yeah, I think hers is very like crafty. So it's a lot of paper and a lot of stuff like that. And it's paper mache. It's it's very much. I would say a lot more arty than say something like I do or Mary Mac or do you know what I mean? It's right. It's, it's Picasso. She's an, she's she's in the online world, but anyway, it's very charity case, and I think she'd be a great future queen. But carry on. Um, bottoms again was sister sister for me is completely fading into the background. I'm not fully seen her yet. I've not fully got the personality. The thing with Sister Sister this week is she was really quick to shade Veronica and be like, you brought me down. Yeah. But they were both sh- shit. Yeah. They, were the- both, they both flopped. Yes, there was no energy for them to work from. But I'm not Veronica's biggest fan, but I can appreciate her talent and I can yeah. appreciate that she's very methodical in her thought process for stuff. Again, she did something very different and she does push herself. She does. You can she see She won it. the Rats Week. You, she was the best this week she was one of the worst but at least she was self-aware enough to say you know what yeah i fucked up there i really fucked up there yeah. where sister sister was really happy to just blame someone else for it and was like it, it was your fault it was, I was your shit. fault i was shit and actually i'd say sister was worse than yeah i would as well veronica overall yeah, same because her uh, second outfit although not the worst we've seen from her also not the best I don't even remember what it was. She's fading. The bandage the thing. Oh, the mummy thing. Yeah. yeah. And do you know what as well? Even, we'll get onto the lip sync, but you did say, even in the lip sync, she'd have to be doing anything that good because we keep cutting back to the to the judges' lip sync. Well, I did, yeah. I thought, why is this? This is like, are they now because, what's going on? Yeah, because they I'm kept... Like, you, but, 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 but what's going on? They kept <laughs> cutting to the judges lip syncing over here. Yeah. Um, before we get to the end of the show, um, now, horror. We've seen a big story arc from her this week. Honestly, she's gone from getting the bitch edit to we're now seeing the more vulnerable side. We've seen her cry. We saw her break down. The thing is, though, it feels a little bit at the moment like a horror is good, is confident enough to make quick bitchy comments when it's no repercussions, no one around for it to deal with it. You mean in the confessionals? Yes. Or when somebody's not there. Yes. But as soon as someone's there, she shits, she shits the, herself, she, she shits she's herself straight shit. back, tail between her legs. I said this, I didn't mean to say it. But then cuts again to her being a bitch. Yeah. So for me... If you want to be bitchy and catty, Lawrence does it. She owns She's it. She's unapologetic and she owns it and she Taste. makes it funny. Taste can do it in a way as well where she owns what she says. Taste uh, is, again, coming up as a front runner for me with Lawrence. I think it's a two horse race with them two at the moment. And I think knowing now that they're going to go on a break next week, oh. they've got time, they've got months to work on this. If they all come back with some growth, Yes. This is going to be the best season of RuPaul's Drag Race we've ever seen. I'm nervous for them because they've got, they've been able to get the critiques. They know what they've been told they need to pull the 
pull stuff out the bag. They know what they're being critiqued on, as I just Some said. Because this was this was Ahura's first week of being critiqued. So she's only got one week of re- critiques to think about. But what have we been hearing a lot for Tia Coffee? Your outfits are a bit basic, basic, yeah. Baroness, Baroness, basic, basic, basic. She could come back and be like, you think I'm basic? Watch me now. Look at me now. Do you know she, what I mean? If I was Tia Coffee, I'd have gone down to the bank <laughs> and got the biggest, <laughs> biggest... Biggest loan that they would have let me have. They would have let me have and I'd have revisited every fucking runway. Not because I think you have to look a certain way for your drag to be valid. All drag is valid, but I know Tia is so much more than this basic thing that she's being given. And yeah, it looks on up to scratch. I'm not trying to cover for her. Yeah. You know, she isn't in my top of this cast. She isn't, but she's certainly not in the bottom. She could be this big underdog that comes back next week. Everyone loves an underdog. And everybody's going to be shooketh. Because she's had six months. Yes. Um, She could come in with... She could come back elevated. Yes. Is what I'm saying. Um, Let's get to what everyone online is talking about. And that is the lip sync. So in the lip sync, we saw... Obviously, got by the way, guys... Spoiler. Spoilers. We saw Sister Sister and Ginny... And Ginny just walked off. Now, we'd heard rumours. We, do you know what? Well, I heard a rumour she told RuPaul to fuck off. That, Same. That, that was in the press. Now, I don't know whether that was um, an exaggeration to get people to watch it. Was I don't it know. a purposeful leak? Yeah. I, we never saw a fuck off or a two fingers up to Ru. We didn't see that. Which is what I was led to believe it was. So, uh, for me, that being leaked in the press, making it feel so dramatic. Hmm. Maybe there is. Maybe there's another moment and we're just presuming that that's the moment. Oh. Maybe someone does tell her to fuck off. Well, we'll have to keep watching. can't see it with this rest of the gaggle that's left. I can't see any of them. The only one rock and roll enough to do that had to be Ginny. Yeah, I agree. I also thought she could have made the walk off a little bit better. I don't know. Well, we've not seen a girl do that before, so she's the first. Yeah, but I feel like she could have like... (gasps) Gone to lip sync the first number and then been like, mm, mm, no, 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 gone. Right. I, mean, I don't know, and hammed it up a bit. It was kind of a little bit like tail between her legs. I think she was just done. A red had gone. That a was red it. had gone. You could tell she was checking out on the runway when they were getting the critiques. And I also think it was the most dramatic lip sync to the most boring <laughs> that there's ever been. And I feel bad on, on Sister Sister. This is no critique of her performance, but really hard to lip sync with a bandaged up face mm-hmm. and two Tic Tacs or Wrigley's extra shoved in your mouth to <laughs> give you them lips. In it. Yeah, of course. She did herself no fear. I'd have been getting them bandages off and untucked and touching whatever makeup needed to be touched up to allow them to see my face. Yeah, agreed. Right, so these guys on our socials are chiming in. Who have we got? We have got Ollie F. What the fuck did Ginny just do? <laughs> Well, she just walked off, love. Can you believe it? Also, Ginny Lemon, loads of shocked faces. That's from um, Shanice. We have got people saying Veronica should have been in the bottom. Lawrence definitely won. Yeah, a lot of people disagreeing Lawrence should have won and a lot of people agreeing with Lawrence winning. Yes, yeah, I think what we're going to see here is when we saw it a little bit with the Vivian in season one, when a girl does well and does well, it switches a lot of people off. There's a lot of people that really prefer an underdog than 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 someone who is just to clearly cut above. Absolutely. So 
So I suppose, you know, causes for causes. I think Billy is a bottom and Danny is a verse, but Sam is a top from Matt Dillon. Okay, not about not about the <laughs> drag race, but thank you for chiming in. A horror made me cry. I'm just glad she's got this circle to call her friends now and to elevate her. That's from Ollie F. I'm still not banging it from a horror just yet. Right. Do you think she needs to put her money where her mouth is? Is that the right saying? Like possibly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Like you say, we saw the raw moment where she did break down and cry, and like she said, she's never really got to work with people before. I hope this experience changes her in a way, in a positive way, sorry. Yeah. Um, and helps her let go of the securities because she is a very talented queen. That that Dorothy entrance look was probably one of the best I've ever seen. She did a full concept with all her friends on outside of Drag Race. And to me, you know, the Drag Race is all about the sisterhood and about, oh, we're all together now. We're all our season, whatever sisters. Yeah. I like that horror didn't forget the girls back home, and that's something I've always commanded. Is that the right word? Commanded? Commended. Commended. Oh my God, it's just a simple letter. It changes the word. <laughs> um, I always commended Davina DeCampo for doing. I just like it when people don't forget where they yep. come from. Yep. <laughs> Recognise the roots. And just one final note, because my mum has just messaged me, and she's watched Drag Race. And <laughs> she has just said, I hate a horror. <gasps> Why? <laughs> that's that's all the message says. There's no context. That's all she says. So thank Fucking you, Mum. Maybe we should start getting your mum's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish our Drag Race review with Tracy's opinion from now on. <laughs> and, it, and it'll just be one message saying they're all shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that blue on RuPaul. (laughs) Mum's always come up with the most random critique. Um, Don't forget, guys, do chirp in on our socials. Let us know what you think each week, who your tops and bottoms were. I think it was a really good week, I have to say. We didn't even mention the morning challenge. Yeah. How funny Lorraine Kelly not clearly not understanding morning glory. Yeah. Because that is a thing. She thought, oh, morning glory hole. Yeah. She was thinking glory hole was the joke. Yeah, and it wasn't. A, Lorraine, a morning glory is a stiffy that you get in the morning, honey. And I'm only saying because I know she listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Lorraine. The Gossip Gaze. Sam's Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing, Governor? Hello. What's happening here then? We're all apparently doing really bad Dick Van Dyke um, Cockney. Cockney impressions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Sam, you're back. You've got a hot minute for us. Mm. On the back of last week chatting about It's a Sin, we've had loads of responses online. So thank you for people getting involved on our socials at Gossip Gaze Pods. And Ooh. also, just while we're on It's a Sin as well, it's uh, been Channel 4's most streamed show ever premiere. Yeah, because they because they they put it as a four, a five set, yeah, box put, set. Yeah, they put it all online. It. No, but everybody's gone mad for it. It's so, that binge yeah. culture. Everyone just cried once. They wanted to cry again. It's quite dangerous. Did you find it upsetting, Sam? I found it very upsetting. I don't cry at many shows, and I almost cried at this one. Almost, almost. I was in bits. Oh come on! You made a stone. Well, we can see you now. You're actually in bed. So I I think I'm you're lying. I think up. you've been upset since <laughs> <laughs> you watched it and now you're watching it. So go on, hit me with your flavour, Sam. What have you been learning about right. this week? Okay, so after It's a Sin, I wanted to write a bit about some of the real people who are like HIV heroes, you know? Um, I did some yeah. research and to be honest, it, 
it's quite hard to find some HIV heroes because um, there's not that much info on them out there. I don't think there's a lack of HIV heroes out there. I think there's still like a lack of information on this topic. Do you know what I mean? I know they're out mm-hmm. there, but I don't think there's much about it online because I think a lot of it is still ignored. So it was quite tricky, but I did pick one. Um, okay, no. But also saying that, I'm saying this, but just because I couldn't find many doesn't mean I'm correct. So if anyone does have like HIV heroes they're proud of, I would love for them to send them in and maybe we can do like a, you know, rapid fire. Here are some HIV heroes that you might not have known about because I do think love there's it. a bit of a... Love that, yeah. A, an information hole. So it'd be nice to... Ooh, I was going to say fill <laughs> nice that hole, fill but that <laughs> hole. yeah. Well, there We're we go. We're all with you. Anyway, well, I picked one that I am fond of in particular. I feel like he's an important activist, even though at times he was quite controversial due to a confrontational approach. But we'll have that conversation if we need. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like we're on the naughty step. Let's, let's crack on. <laughs> right, picture the scene. We're not in the UK. We're going to go to New York for this one. I'm there, yep. And there's this man called Larry Kramer. He's a writer who, over the years, has written loads of LGBT books and plays, loads on HIV and AIDS. He became well-known in the gay community, but, like I said earlier, he was a bit controversial. Some of his books criticised the casual nature of gay sex, which made him somewhat of an outcast in the community for some time. If you're interested, one of his like most referenced books is 1978's Faggots, and that's the quite controversial one that critiques uh, gay sex, but it's also about gay culture and everything like that, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's called Faggots. Yes. But one of his big mainstream claim to fames was he also wrote for Screen. He wrote the film adaptation of Women in Love, which he got an Academy nomination for, and Glenda Jackson okay. got a Best Actress Oscar for. So he's, he's a big deal. Now, we're in the 80s, Gay men in New York knew something was making them sick, but nothing was being acted on. So, in 1982, the first organised response in the world to what we now know as AIDS happened in Larry Kramer's apartment. He packed in (gasps) 80 people into his one apartment. Don't forget, he's got movie money um, and had a meeting. And at this meeting, Kramer invited a doctor basically to confirm to all of him and his friends and these gay people that came to this meeting that, yeah, there is an illness that is being spread between gay people and it's related. That's all they knew. But then and there, they established the group Gay Men's Health Crisis, a non-profit charity aiming to end the AIDS epidemic before anyone even called it AIDS. Wow. So what went on to be him? What what, what did he go on to do? I'm going to... I'm not done, Danny. I'm going to get there. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. I invested. I'm, in, I'm invested. Yeah. Right, so here's the thing. Quite quickly, though, Kramer and the other members of GMHC had differences. Doctors began to say that gay men should stop having sex, and Kramer urged GMHC to pass the message on to as many gay people as possible, but they refused. Um, they didn't mm. like that message. They want to carry on having sex. So, in return, Kramer then wrote the essay... 1,112 and counting, which basically intended to enrage gay men and make them protest the government, accusing them of ignoring a crisis. Controversially, the article did also take a swipe at the gay community, saying some gay men think the disease will just go away if you ignore it. So again, he's building enemies on both sides, but he's not 
wrong. He's got a point. So he's getting everyone riled up to to, to make change because he's thinking, what can I do on my own? Yeah, he was he was the the main thing I can get across. He was incredibly passionate about trying to end AIDS, basically. Um, I think you would call the essay a mixed success at the time. Some people credit it now as a turning point in sort of fighting AIDS because at the time it got the issue of AIDS into the New York Times. It picked up that much traction. But concurrently, some people were referring to Larry Kramer as a crazy man. So like I said, he's riling people up, but he's also turning people against him. Kramer was incredibly direct and aggressive, so he started confronting people of power who could have made a difference, claiming that they hadn't made a difference because they were closeted, such as a Republican oh. fundraiser and the director of a national health agency. Right, so he started out in people. This is where he's getting controversial, yeah. Um, one thing I should notice as well... I think it's a different time, though, as well. I'm not making any excuses for him, because obviously we know out in anybody is wrong. It's a no-no, but... I, Back I, then, it's like, well, what can we do to... I also think it was desperation to yeah, try and same. get word out about this disease that's killing people. it was dangerous people. as well back then, to out yeah. someone back then. It's a lot more dangerous than now. Sorry if there's all beeping going off like we're in <laughs> fucking airport, by the way. <laughs> my ice machine's just stopped. My washing machine's singing a song and my dishwasher's going off at once and I wonder why my lucky bill's up the roof. Carry on, Sam. <laughs> By 1983, Kramer was kicked out of GMHC for being too aggressive in his approach. Some members also didn't like Kramer's view on casual sex and faggots, and they started to interpret everything he said as a negative on gay sex overall, as opposed to him trying to fight AIDS, if that makes sense. Right. Right. Kramer also had a relationship with a fellow board member, which ended over political differences. So this made his departure from GMHC even tougher. But it is worth mentioning... Some sources say he resigned, but I mean, everyone thinks they initiated a breakup, don't they? Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So move forward to 1985. 6,000 Americans had died, but neither the government <gasps> or American medicine had done anything significant about it. The president at the time, Ronald Reagan, still hadn't even acknowledged AIDS publicly. He just hadn't said the word. Kramer then releases his book... The Normal Heart. And this is a play all about HIV and AIDS in New York. It's set between 1981 and 1984. It's told through the eyes of a gay writer and activist who is also the leader of an AIDS support group, if any of this sounds familiar. <laughs> oh. So did he basically write, was this truths in this play? It's autobiographical. He basically, yeah, he, yeah there you go. We cl- we've got there. <laughs> so <laughs> even though this... I thought it was a genuine question. <laughs> genuine. <laughs> no. No. So even though this play is like the 80s equivalent of a Taylor Swift breakup song, it's referenced as like <laughs> a landmark in literature, not just for its success over the years. And by the way, it might actually be on in london this year if you know covid oh. covid goes well what's it called again the normal heart so it's a play about aids and activism in the 80s in new york we should go see it i think hopefully after after it's a sin we should get a resurgence in this kind of period drama that's not from too long ago that tackles real issues and i think we'll hopefully now start seeing things like this portrayed more so we can get a real sense of our queer history absolutely yeah, yeah. and I've, I've not read this play but for what i understand it is pretty autobiographical so it, it's just known that it is um but its huge significance isn't just its success but it is an entire play addressing the aids crisis when no one else would even talk about it 
So that's one reason why it's so significant. I won't list them all, but Kramer carried on to write loads of LGBT and AIDS literature for years and years and years. Yeah, he wrote Will and Grace, didn't he? Did he? I don't think so. No, he did no, not. I'm winding no, you up. Oh, <laughs> I literally stopped to Google then because I was like, I didn't get that anywhere. Why I wasn't that the you first? On the screen. I saw you on the screen go to type shit. Did I miss something that big? <laughs> How does Sorry, Danny Sam. know something? I don't. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to skip forward now to 1987. And with, v- I don't know these two names properly, Vito Russo, and I think he pronounced this one is Didier Lestrade, or I don't know if he's French, because if he's French, it might be Didier Lestrade, you know, that kind of thing. But with these two mates, Kramer sets up a new activist group, AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power, known as ACT UP. Basically, it was his rebound group from GMHC. I've heard of ACT UP. Yeah, well, um, I wrote this later, but GMHC and ACT UP are both still organisations today. Oh, wow, is that still going? Yeah, Um, but once he just... The the difference about those two in the 80s, I should say, is ACT UP had a more aggressive approach to GMHC at the time. Um, Their first gathering was at what is now known as the Lesbian and Gay Community Services Centre, in which Kramer gave a speech, which he repeated some of his points from that 1,112 essay. Um, One thing he said in the speech was, if my speech tonight doesn't scare the shit out of you, we're in real trouble. If what you're hearing doesn't rouse you to anger, fury, rage and action, gay men will have no future here on earth. How long does it take before you get angry and fight back? Which was always a stance. Kramer's always been angry about AIDS. He's always been passionate about making a a change and sticking up for gay men. And then at the end of the speech, Kramer offered people to join the group. And two days later, 300 people signed up. So it was a good success. Now, we've watched It's a Sin, right? Yes. Yes, Danny. Yeah. So remember, I mean, spoiler, but it's not too much of a spoiler. Remember the scene where they all lie down in the street, interrupting traffic? Yes. Yeah. So Act Up's very first demonstration was exactly the same thing. So I'm assuming they're the first person to do it, and that's probably where that comes from. Okay. Wow, okay. Bit of queer history in there. But more. they did it in Wall Street. They did it during morning rush hour, and they did it with 250 people. Oh my so lordy. They brought everything to a stop. Did anyone get hurt? I know 12 ish people got arrested, which actually, in the grand scheme of things, that's quite bad. Yeah, that's quite good. Um, but it was very impactful. And by the next year, ACT UP had grown so much that one of their protests lasted for three months. But it was very impactful. And by the next year, ACT UP had grown so much that one of their protests had over a thousand people. Woo! They've done countless of protests over the years to raise awareness of AIDS issues and challenge ignorance. According to their website, their last official recorded protest was back in 2011, but they're still very much an active community today. The same goes for GMHC. Um, by the way, remember when I said some sources claim that Kramer resigned from GMHC and wasn't kicked out? Yeah. It might be a good time to mention that Act Up is that source. So <laughs> Act Up says right. that he left. GMHC said he was kicked out. It's lover's okay. quarrel. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, back to Kramer. Wow. So in 1988, a year after ACT UP, Kramer is rushed to hospital. Doctors discover liver damage due to hepatitis B, which then led to (gasps) Kramer's HIV diagnosis. Um, Oh my lordy. So obviously we should all fight for AIDS rights and everything like that. But it is significant that actually Kramer so far had been doing this all 
being HIV negative. Do you know what I mean? Which is yeah for the time absolutely huge. Something that was going on in his community and did something for it, which is something not a lot of people do now. I think we've, uh, in a way, we've lost the sense of community with gay scenes and gay clubs closing down, dating and everything moving on to grinder and the internet and 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 you know the flip side of you know queer people becoming a bit more normal mm. in society and less we're less the less the freaks nowadays than we were we still are a bit aren't we to some you know to some extent to and some, some extent and, and, and in some regions then yeah but mm. as a whole we've, we we lose that sense of of, of small community kind of support Feel, where yeah. you know what i mean unless it's directly affecting them a lot of people don't stand up now and i think that's something we can learn from this queer history yeah we're going to go to 1991 um he meets a partner an architect called david webster um webster had actually broken up with kramer in the 70s which led to kramer to write faggots but they said right. that they've both grown up since then and they stayed together until kramer died so oh. jump to 2001 kramer was 66 and in critical need of a liver transplant. But, and again, I think this is quite an important bit to know because I didn't know this, hospitals turned down his request. And that's because at the time, it was really, really rare for hospitals to give HIV patients transplants because they just assumed they would die soon anyway. So it was really, really rare to have HIV and successfully get a transplant. The story that Kramer... And I mean, that's completely different nowadays again. Yeah, I, I... from what I understand, I think there's more laws in place for that now. But yeah, the story that Kramer is dying starts to get media attention. And in an interview, he said, we shouldn't face a death sentence because of who we are or who we love, which makes me well up every time I read it. Aww. But plot twist, Kramer doesn't die in 2001. Got ya. <laughs> what does he do then? Come back alive like Jesus? <laughs> After this story, the University of Pittsburgh, which had done more HIV-positive transplants than anywhere else in the world, accepts Kramer as a patient. He got a new liver at the end of that year, which extended his life by 19 years, uh, living until he was 84. But sadly, he did die last year. Oh my God, how crazy that he was still alive till last year. Mm. This is what I'm saying. It's this, this... I love that we're exploring this, you know, queer history that feels when you read about it so long ago and then blows your mind that there's still people alive that were going through all of this, that were in them protests, that were lying in the streets when yeah. no one knew what HIV was. How crazy. Then people are still breathing on this planet. It's a very, very recent, unspoken history, I think. Also, it is important to know that, um, I mean, there's been a lot of news in this recently that 40% of HIV, like new cases in the last year or so, were actually straight people. Wow. Yeah, it's... 40%? 40, yeah. So, makes you question why, you know, the blood ban and all of that is even a thing. Yeah, I mean, of course. Things are being changed. But as we say, we'll come into that next week because this has been a hot hour. But <laughs> it's been an educational one, so I don't mind when, yeah, I'm, I when, agree. I'm, when I'm hooked. Yeah, same. Yeah, Larry Kramer, he's my new gay icon. So Larry Kramer is your HIV hero. Yeah, he is. If I... Or your first HIV hero. This could almost be a series. We could hear from some more HIV heroes through throughout the next year yeah absolutely thank you sam for this week's hot men thank you um when can we expect to see you next don't know 
<laughs> Why are these hot minutes back? People have been messaging in, you see. They have. The pe- people this love is, the education. This is the this is the um, benefit of just, you know, working on a small team and not having a boss. We just make our own rules. Do what we want. We could have 10 hot minutes in a row if we wanted. We do what we want to do. When we want to do it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sam. I love that one. Bye. Bye. So it's time for the listener's letter. We've got a letter. I don't know what that was. That was creepy, creepy ghost girl. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might read it this week. Oh, wow. Honestly, this is a rare occasion. So if you are, if this is your first time listening. I've just caught eyes on the letter, by the way. Go on. First of all, thank you, Harry, for writing in. Second of all, it's very short. Yeah, because I do get tongue-tied. I've got a lisp. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I've got a bit of a lisp, and um, I've got quite a big tongue, so it gets tied up. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, back to the list. So this is Harry, and this came in on the emails, actually. So that is gossipdayspod at gmail.com, if you didn't know. And the the email subject line says, listener's letter, how to catch a dog, dot, 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 walker. Ooh. Walker's crest. Hello, GGs. GGs? Getting out with the dog is the only time I'm getting out at the minute. I tend to take her out at the same park and I've spotted this really cute day guy there at the same time every day walking his dog. I've seen him on Grinder before, oh. but I haven't seen the profile in a while. In brackets, maybe now he's taken. Question. How do you pull a day guy in the park? Not in the fun way. I'm sure you have loads of dogging jokes to make. Lol. Harry. Now, this is a guy. Who's taking his dog on a walk every day? And he's cl- clapping eyes on someone. Now, gay people do this. I don't know if you do it. No matter where I am, if I see another gay person, we make the gay eye contact. We make the gay look. We give a gay nod. We do something, don't we? No a matter gay where, nod. Like a little. I don't nod. I smile. It's like when two dogs see each other, they start sniffing each other's asses. Well, it's I've a never bit sniffed like... an ass in public. Well, no, actually, I've not either. <laughs> I'll take that back. But I've never, you know. But it is like when you see another gay person, you do. Beep, 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 beep. Gay dar goes off. Yeah, but you see the other person's gay da- dar going off, and you like. I wonder if this is a gay it... male thing. I'd like to know from my female gay friends if. Yeah, you. you... The less busted. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like Sona with the. With the gays. Is yeah. this a gay male thing? Because I think it's a male thing in general, because when you see two male bus drivers, they nod. But I think that's different. I think that's a bus driver thing, no matter if it's right, male, I mean? female, male, trans, non-binary. non-binary. That they driver, that driver will nod at what, the other driver. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But anyway, the, the gay male thing. If you're out in the straight world, you don't do it obviously when you're in the club because there's because everybody's oh, there. there are, there's an abundance of facts to yes. pick from, darling. But when you're just shopping there's in just Tesco, two lone rangers. I did it the other week. Actually, I was I was at big Tesco's. I was doing my shop. And like me and this date, I did like a double take at each other. We were like, whoa, whoa. It was like, ding, 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 ding. yeah. Well, back to our guy. He wants to know. Okay, this guy is saying he's seen him on Grinder, but he hasn't seen the profile in a while. Maybe he's taken. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got a new phone. Maybe he's blotcher. Maybe he's blotcher. <laughs> Maybe he's blotcher because he's seen you following him around the park, mincing around the park, following him. Yeah, having a wank. <laughs> How do you pull a guy in the park? You know what? I think you've got to pluck up the courage. I think you need to get your dog and his dog to, to sniff one another. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, what are they like? Get them do the flirting. 
Let the dogs do the tangling. Yes, that's absolutely. What? What? I thought we are genius. Yeah. I, I I just think you need to pluck the courage up. Park, supermarket, car park. You know, we got to meet people in. Ga- we got to meet people. <laughs> just realise, you got to meet people. You know, in new ways. Yes, I think if you do it at a distance and you're chatting safely, obviously, because we don't want to be spreading no and COVID. And obviously, if you think you might be a bit ugly, wear your mask. Now, I'm joking. We'll, we'll come on to that another time. But about catfish masks. People who look good with a mask and then they take it off. We spoke got... about oh, it. Off where? Yeah. You're about four weeks behind. Oh, I don't know where I am. Anyway, back to this. I would... I don't think I'd ever say to somebody in public, though, oh, I've seen you on Grinder." Would you? No, not in a million years. Even if you know you've seen someone from Grinder, you don't mention it until you're next on Grinder. You know and then I... you say, oh, oh i seen you. Are you the barman in... Yeah, And then you're like, oh, yeah, I think I was in there once, knowing full well you was in there. Yeah. I hate, though... When you may have spoken to somebody on Grinder quite a few times, got the nudes and then they act like they don't know you. Oh, they don't they don't give two toss when they see you. They're just rude, and I, and, I, and I really want to be like, excuse me, you've actually sent me a new picture. You yeah. could at least like be like, hi. Anyway, that's a different story for another time. Yeah, I mean, I think you should just not let on to someone if you recognise them. Just even give them a nod. I would, I would, if I was you, I would just spark up a random conversation. How would you go about doing that? Well, though? I don't know. You can either do the Hetty thing, which is you following me. Oh, I hate that. I can't bear that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good conversation starter. But it's a starter. It is. If you see them go there back every to day, basics. Yeah. You following me? Lol. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here? Hello, Starker. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, um, actually, that might be a bit much. You've never met someone. <laughs> Hello, stalker. You'd be like, I fucking block. Oh, God. he's texting his mate like that. That guy I blocked off Grinders just come up and said, why? Hello, stalker. Um, I just think, get the dog sniffling. You've got to pluck up the courage. Just start speaking to him as is, as, as when. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you've not got the courage to speak to him, there's no point because you're going to make a shout. Yeah. Being you... real. Also, don't fumble over your words. Also, somebody I know who I saw on Grinder ended up chatting to, following on Instagram, who only lived around the corner, moved in four doors up. Right. We got new new gay neighbours. This is like a gay Seen hub. Him? This is weird. Wherever like... I move, the gays move around. Honestly. I'm not trying to say I'm a messiah, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> I love love that cocky cocky arrogance you've got, <laughs> you can't go to a drag queen for a bit of cocky arrogance where can you go but he came up to me today when i was getting in my car right. okay. we only ever spoke online okay. and he straight and hiya danny how are you and we chatted and i was did you recognize him straight away straight away right okay and also we had really like cute short shorts on and i was like oh okay hi girl letting everybody know around here that you're the new queer of the club yeah <laughs> so, i mean i'm yeah. not the only gay in the village anymore okay. i better get me short shorts on tomorrow when i go pop the shops <laughs> the short is short yeah we'll have a short office a short office i can't speak a short off we'll have a short off yeah we'll have a short off we might be a short off or two he said we're getting a, he said he's getting a hot tub honestly and in know? the summer he's planning on loads of parties i was like i'll be there i'm 100 percent gonna go no you're not care. invited i don't care he doesn't even know who you are i'll go knock on now and say hi i'm danny's friend <laughs> Hello, stranger. <laughs> yeah. Hello, stalker. Are you following me? Yeah. <laughs> On his front door. I noticed yeah. you had a hot tub fitted. Got my trunks. <laughs> Listen, I think this is a good general dating advice for when the world's back to normal. There's no moment like the present. 
there's no point thinking, you know what, I really used to fancy this guy that I saw every day walking in the park for six months and I never plucked up the courage. And now look at me, I'm sad, old and depressed and alone. You don't want to do that. See, I used to, when I was younger, there used to be this gay guy that lived on my estate. He was older. I was like maybe 17, fat, ugly, chubby, gay kid. Right, and me li- now. And he and he lived around the corner and I used to see him walk past, well, walk to the bus every day. And I used to think, oh, there he is. And like when I was walking to the shop, I used to be like, oh my God, he's walking. Pull your stomach in and all Yeah, that, I used yeah. to be like, like, suck everything in. Yeah. Walk, I looked absolutely minging. But I was obsessed with him. And <laughs> obviously a 17-year-old kid going up to like a 25-year-old would have been weird. But well, I, do, I do regret yeah. it. And I kind of wish I said hello. Oh, really? <laughs> well, You it, just never know. You just never know. It would have been the one. He could have been nice. I did find, I did weirdly find him on Facebook once and sent him a request and he declined. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes when you say out loud the things you've done Mm. and you're like, yeah, I did that. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, I stalked this guy who lived around the corner, found him on Facebook, requested him, hoping that it'd spark a romance and he literally blocked me. <laughs> so you know, there's lessons to be learned here. I would say, don't find this guy in the park on Facebook or any other social medias. No, break the ice, chat to him. You'll get the vibes. If you don't want to talk to you, you'll get the vibes. Yeah. He wants to talk to you. You're in there, quids in. Mm-hmm. You know what? Your heart might get broken, but your heart might get made. It's Valentine's Day next week, and I want some goods. We've had a few listeners' letters for Valentine's Day, but I, I'm waiting for the this one that just clicks with me and it's juicy. Right. Actually, I say we've had a few. We've had one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bigging it up more than it is. We've had one, and it is Valentine theme. But I'm looking for someone with a, with a, a genuine issue that maybe even we could do a special where we call them up. Okay, maybe not because people don't want the voices on here. Yeah, but just just give me some juice for Valentine's next week on the email, on the socials, mm-hmm. yep. on our brand new landline phone, <laughs> which is actually Billy's mum's house. <laughs> And Tracy will be taking your requests with a pad and a paper all week. And that is 078. The Gossip Gaze. Oh, my little friends. (laughs) (laughs) We have announced last week. I don't know where my mind was going. We have. uh, We announced last week um, our live streamed show. Yes. Now we teased it, shall we say? We gave you a little teased teaser. It. Yeah, we gave you yeah. a little teaser. A we flashed the nipple, honey, not the whole breast. <laughs> and so I was going to say, and if you followed on our socials, take it away, sis. Then you'll know what we're talking about. But basically, what's going to happen is for our one hundredth and one show, we are. Live streaming the session. That's it. Live streaming it. There's no edits. There's no take two. There's no nothing. Obviously, this is an edited show that you're listening to now, but you're going to see us in all our glory. Glory? Yeah. Yeah? Nipples will be out. Not from me. (laughs) Mainly from Izzy the dog, all six. Well, actually seven, but don't because she gets a bit sensitive. Yeah. Um... You're going to see all the backstage bits, the bits in between, and we can interact with you. I think it's a way of doing a live show that's a little bit less formal. Yeah. Gives you an actual insight into how we record a session. It's yes. going to be really chilled. We'll probably start with a coffee, finish with a Sambuca. You're all invited. First release tickets. Am I correct? I, I put something on my story last week, mm-hmm. which is today, filming-wise. I know, time is a construct. But about there being limited first release tickets. So... The first release tickets were seven quid. Yes. Plus, Next, plus, plus a the booking fee. Phase. Plus yeah. the booking fee. But yeah. we, we don't talk about the booking fee because we don't get the money, honey. Yeah. The booking <laughs> fee is only one pound 
14 or something. So they're £8.14 the ticket. Yeah. Currently. Second release tickets are now on sale. Yes, I believe nine so. £9. Yeah. Well, £9.18. <laughs> something we don't know. We don't know, but the link is in the bio on Instagram. It's all over our socials. We'd love to see you there. You can get involved. First release tickets have sold out. Second release tickets are on now. Yeah. Once there, we've reached the capacity with them. Tickets will basically be about around a tenner for the final week and on the day if you want to buy. Absolutely. Um, but we've done the tier system to try and get them eager beavers buying tickets and support your girls on your favourite show. I'm being presumptuous here. I'm, I'm, pres- I'm presuming we are their favourite show. Absolutely. Now, I want to see as many faces on there as possible. And you don't even, you don't need to go on your webcam. You don't need to show your face. But you'll oh, be able to watch us. It's a non, honey. Yeah, and it's not. And my mum asked as well. She was like, is it a visual thing or is it just on the mics? And I said, no, mum, you'll be able to see us. We're live streaming, honey. Yes. Straight so. from the studio. The living room. Yeah, but we just need to do that. Yeah. The straight from the studio to you, like that. And they were saying it starts at half eight. Usually when we do a live stream, it's, you know, half eight till half nine show. It's a Friday night, honey. Yeah. Get yourself a kebab. Get yourself a bottle of summer in. Get yourself some no secco if you don't drink. Get yourself a bag of cocaine for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. It's illegal. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, Just tune in mm-hmm. and have a good time. You're making a mini mix. I, yeah, you That'll said be live I, on the website from 8pm. Yeah, you said I'm going to do that, so I'm going to do it, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Get you back into DJ and how it all started in your mum's spare bedroom. Do you know what? If it's a bit rusty, I do apologise. I've not done it for a year, so... Oh, behave. It won't be rusty. Oh, well, I just want to We, we just want to wear that Chromatica into 911. Yeah, that'll be on there, don't you worry, darling. Fantastic. So you can log on from 8pm. Get the exclusive mix. Yeah. And what, stream us. Tune in, stay involved, get involved. The tickets are on sale now is what I'm saying. We've chatted far too much about it, but it's fine because we run the joint. The Gossip Gaze. Oh, what a show, what a show, what a mighty good show. Ooh, sing it again now. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Don't forget, Friday the 26th of February. Mm-hmm. We will be screen- <laughs> We will be live streamed straight to wherever you want Visual. on the toilet, on your TV, uh-huh. on your tablet, on your laptop, on your smart fridge. I don't know. Yes. I don't care. Tickets are currently around the eight quid mark. Something, something like that. We're yep. not really interested in the pennies. We're interested in the pounds. <laughs> and um, it's going to be fucking good. It's going to be really good. Last time's was went off a hoot. Um, and there might be um, some special, special, special We don't want to give too much away because we but, do this and then guests drop out and pull out left, right and centre and we get left <laughs> stuck in the mud. All right? Worst case, we'll have um, another Sam Top Minute. <laughs> worst case, it'll be three hours of Sam giving us facts. And worst, worst case, Sam will take his top off for you all on the live stream. Yeah. If, that if, we, if we get taste, <laughs> we could have some kind of matchmaking session if she's single brilliant uh, buy your tickets now the link is on our socials thank you for listening thank you for supporting and thank you just for getting involved every week it makes makes this a lot more fun for me and Danny I mean it does and it doesn't I mean I'm over <laughs> this now but I'm just doing it for you shut up <laughs> the gossip gaze thousands of people listen to the gossip gaze every week 
and we can help deliver your brand message to a targeted audience. So if you want to be part of the Gossip Days and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com.